Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Real Life Show, the podcast where I, Alice Plunkett, reach into people's unique experiences and explore their lives. Together, we will ride a roller coaster of emotions from sadness and fear to joy and admiration as we discuss human challenges such as abuse, addiction, and incurable diseases, and we'll hear inspirational stories of success. Today I'm talking to Darren Stubbs. Towards the end of his 20s, Darren became a boxer and a successful boxer at that. At one stage, Darren was number four best light heavyweight boxer in Britain. Now he runs his own boxing club and helps children from all backgrounds to learn and enjoy the sports. Darren is quite a hero, but even more so when you hear how incredibly he achieved all this while harbouring the secrets of an abusive childhood. Years later, as an adult, Darren bravely took both of his abusers to courts and they received jail sentences. Let's talk to Darren and learn more about how he has turned around all that happened to him. So lovely to meet you at last. You too, thank you. My yeah. Name's, my name's Alison. Right, um, Alison. Are, are you known as Darren or Daz or uh fat boy, ugly boy, flat nose, big nose, fat nose, everything. Uh, uh anything goes. Yeah, it's normal stubby. Uh, right. Okay. When, when, the, when, when the kids come into the boxing gym, and because uh, that when the kids come in, and I forget the names, and they always have a go at me. And so I said to them, <laughs> "Okay, then, what's my name?" And they go, "Stubby." I said, well, "What's my real name?" And they can't remember. So, so, it's, <laughs> yeah, so it's so it's down, but everyone calls me Stubby. So you can get your own back on them. Yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah. lovely to speak to you, and thank you very much for uh, agreeing to do this today. No problem. Um, I feel really privileged to have this this conversation. I think you're very much a, a local hero, and the more I've uh, learned about your background, the, the the more I'm humbled really by what you've achieved under the oh, under what circumstances and what you're doing. I'm a local, local hero, but I think not a lot of people know what what's happened, and and, and if they don't, they're going to find it anyway, are they? You know, uh, That's you know right. so you can get on with life. You don't let it affect you, even though it has. But you've got to get on with life, haven't you? So yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. So if it's okay, I'm going to ask you some questions there, but I'm very much going to be guided by yourself where the conversation goes. But if I right. stop you, please don't think that it's because I'm not interested. It's because I'm trying to keep to some sort of yeah, um, I have routine got with it. Yeah, because I've got ADs yeah, and just wrap it on and I'll wrap it on about okay. something else. And I will forget. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. So, so don't, yeah, don't yeah. think I'm being rude. I'm just trying to bring you back to what the question yeah. was and, and yeah, focus. Yeah, I understand, I understand. Um, and similar, if there's anything that I ask you that you don't want to answer, please don't feel that no, you do have to. If I probe answer, too I, deep. No. Yeah, I think I've gone come too far to hold anything back. Okay. So well, yeah, just, you know, just get on with it and tell the truth. Right. Well, I, I, I appreciate that, but I also respect your boundaries. And if I ask you something and you don't want to, just hold your hands no. and say, I, I don't want to discuss no, that. No. And that's absolutely no, fine. I think the more, I think that's, I think that's what's wrong with a lot of people. They won't talk about what's happened and their, their past and the shit. I'm not ashamed. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault what happened. So, yeah. Yeah. Some uh, people find yeah. it hard, don't they, to, to talk yeah. about it. And I did do because, I did do because, when I'm driving the truck, going to Scotland and things like that, and working uh, for years, and you saw listen to people on the radio saying, "Oh, he's going to come out, come out of the closet." Say, oh, I'm going to say the word, come out of the closet by saying, 
he sexually abused me 30 years ago. And I used to think of myself, why have you done that now? And mm -hmm. I couldn't really understand why until I was ready to talk about what, what happened, happened to me, you know. I really yeah. can't explain why or what happened. Just thought, you know, so just, you know, sorry, I've gone off track, but that's why uh, talking about it has uh, helped me get get through it all. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It, yeah. So, and I'm quite sure that you're going to be helping others to open up as well and talk. Yeah, about I have helped a lot. Helped, obviously, it's not it's something you know put on social media, but I've helped loads of people, kids, young kids, other you know people are coming in, people who are struggling themselves. Mums who's messing me, asking for the kids, and you know, being a boxing coach is not just being a boxing coach. It's like being a, it's like being a social worker. Yeah, you know that many things come through the door with the child. You know, yeah. uh, but a lot of it's good. It's not, it's not bad. You know, but a lot there's a lot of bad stuff out there as well that I've dealt with, and uh, yeah. So, Do you find that the children can channel emotions through the coaching that you give them? Channel the emotions. Do you mean, you know something, I was going to say to you, <laughs> I'm going to say, if, if the dog starts barking, your dog starts barking first. <laughs> I was just going to close my door. I normally, I normally have my door shut down, but it's so cold today everywhere else in the house. I felt sorry oh, for them. So like I... wife, she's always cold. Uh, <laughs> just compared your wife to my dash hound. No, no, no. Oh, you got dash hound. So just going to close oh, my door. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Getting get, get back to your question. Uh, so, you, you think they can relate if I'm helping them? Is that what you mean? Or... Yeah, or do they find that because you're. you they're, you're teaching them to do something physical. Do you think that it releases like the inner emotions in them as well? So some anger maybe yeah. that they didn't know they yeah. had, or some sadness. Yeah, there's some kids. Some, there's a lot of parents that are messing me. And Reem was uh, listen. He's got autism. He's on the spectrum. Is this? Is that? He's bad with other kids. I've never had a kid in the gym that stricken struck out another kid or somewhere else. I've had twin brothers who are personally trained fighting. You know, fall out. Ah! And the fight, you know, just messing around as a personal trainer. Uh, but no, I've never had no kids hurt each other or streaking out. Even though the parents might might say to me, "Listen, he's got anger issues. They won't have it with me because I won't have it." You know, yeah. uh, a lot of kids. And if they're naughty, obviously, I think the kids relate to me because I'm mentally the same age as them. They have fun, you know, and it's, that's what it's all about. That you're bringing the kids, you're bringing the kids to the gym to have fun and learn boxing, but if the kid's not ready to learn or ready to to listen to what you're talking about, they're just happy. I really yeah. can't, you know, as long as they're not hurting each other, as long as they enjoy their fun, and then yeah. when they get to 10, 11 year old and they, they get a bit wiser, then I'll move them up a class, then they'll start boxing. But you, uh, the people who've got ADHD and, and who are struggling, it definitely helps them. It definitely helps them coming to the gym. You know, the, the, there's a lad who, he's not been there for a few weeks, actually, his mum, He's always been naughty in school. He's been excluded. He's been this. He's been that. And coming to the gym's really helps him. Uh, so yeah, you know that. I'm not talking to some at my gym. That'll be every single boxing gym in England. That that are the same. You know that that the kids will come in. They love it. You know. So if it helps Good. somebody, you know. So yeah, the kids love it. They love the boxing. Good. Uh, Let me ask you about you for uh, yes. a bit to begin with. 
I want to know what it was like in that boxing ring when, when you were doing really well, how it felt. Tell me some of the achievements that you've had in the boxing ring. I know you're number four best light heavyweight in Britain. Have I got that correct? I was, yeah, I was. You know, some, uh, I ranked fourth in the country. Uh, there were good days, Evan, all. You know, there were good... When were they? Were... Sorry? When were they? How long ago I we talking? Well, I, walked into, I walked into a gym at 29-year-old uh, and I was playing football at a pretty decent level. And loved, I love football. Everyone around here... We all love football, all my mates and all that lot. And uh, I just walked in the gym at 29 years old, started boxing. And I don't know what really happened. It was just like, wow, I met Jack. You know, and Jack, come, I remember skipping. And Jack come over to me, I was skipping. Like, they never paid no attention to you for the first couple of weeks. I was in there skipping training. And uh, he come over to me, because are, uh, are you a professional boxer? And I went, no. No, but I would love to box. I never, ever, ever, ever thought in this in the world. I never went to a gym to beat a professional boxer. I just thought, wow. And then just got onto it. And then, uh, you know, started boxing. And Jack actually said to me, do you want to, do you want to turn pro? So I turned pro. Uh, I beat Adam Cale uh, on my first pro fight. He was uh, like two and a half stone heavier. I think it was back in the day that... Uh, Back twenty years ago, you could you could get away with it. You can't get away with anything like that now. Uh, but I think my achievements in boxing, just turning pro at thirty year old, was a, was was absolutely the best achievement. You know, but I never really thought about it, and I, I still don't even really think about if I'm good, if I'm decent. You know, I, I box for a, I box some of the best that sorry, I sparred. The best lads in England at the time, Wayne Pinder was a world champion. Tony Bellew, I used to spar with Tony Bellew the first. Uh, I spar with Tony Bellew, who was a world champion. Uh, Anthony Farnell rang me up and said, do you want to spar with this? Uh, I didn't even know who workers. I didn't really follow boxing. I just fell into it and started training. And this Tony Bellew come down and sparred with me. And uh, it was, it, this was at Jack's gym in Shaw. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I could bat him, but he was nowhere near fit. And then six months later, he rang me up and said, Darren, do you want to come and spar with Tony Bellew again? And I went down there with Choi, a Mongolian lad who was at Jack's. And uh, my God, them six months, what a difference in levels of boxing. If you know about boxing, people listen to this, they know about boxing. And then there is there is levels to this game. I was just, I wasn't even squimping it. And when I, when I went to sparring with him six months, he battered me. But I give it him, you know, I give it as much as I could. But, uh, you know, people like him, Paul Smith, I used to spar with, uh, Tony yeah. Jeffries used to, his dad used to pay me to come train in Sunderland. I, I think about my boxing career, oh, I loved every minute of it. Even when I got beat on my, on my second pro fight, Jack said to me, Darren, you've had a go of it. I'm sorry, you got stopped. And uh, I think you should just call it a day. And I thought, I'm not, I'm not calling it a day. I said, it's only second pro fight. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't walk away having two fights. And I never, ever thought, I listen, I would never thought that I'd have, that I'd have 10 fights. Never mind nearly 30 fights, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think by, by far, I mean, obviously prize fighter were by far the best, uh, the best one. But I think I boxed the area title first. And I never forgot that because I boxed for the area uh, title. Uh, I boxed a lad called Amar Khan. He's uh, is it the Ingles gym now? 
uh, in Sheffield. I'm going to see him uh, tomorrow. One of my kids are out boxing tomorrow in, in Sheffield, and I'm taking one of my kids. And I've messaged him, and he's there. I've not seen him since I boxed him like 20 years ago. So that, bit, but I always kept in contact with him. And uh, yeah. I remember when I, bo I boxed him for the first time for the area title, and uh, he beat him by a point. Uh, when he's, a, he's a lovely lad, and I can't wait to speak to him tomorrow. Uh, but I did box for a belt the second time I boxed for the area title. I beat, I got beat off him, and I boxed for it again uh, against his lad, and I won it, and they forgot the belt. <laughs> I, 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 I think I couldn't go. And the winner is. Oh, oh shit! Is that? Oh, so that you no picture. You know, like every single picture, you have them all in the boxing ring, and uh, you know, I did have none of it. You know, and then when I actually got the belt, I think it was Amir who, who, who kept the belt for ages. And I got the belt. Oh, that fight! It won't. It won't get around me anymore. <laughs> That's hilarious. But, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I boxed for the for the uh, British Masters. Uh, I boxed for the uh, yeah British Masters. You know something? People reading it, listen to this, and, and the British Masters. It's not a belt, really. In, in boxing, you, you're British. You know, I got a phone call after prize fighter to box Nathan Clevery, but I was poorly. I was I would have got battered boxing Nathan Clevery, but just to just to get a phone call to box Nathan Clevery British title. At light heavyweight, it would have been, you know, Amazing. but yeah, you know, I had the best career. I, I had a really good career. I loved every minute of it, even getting beat. You know, my last my last fight was Tony Dodson uh, for the IBO title. But I think when you're asking me about the best best time, it's got it's got to be prize fighter because getting on getting live on TV. I remember I remember getting to the gym. You remember the gym when he moved to Shaw, Jack? Yeah, so I walked into the gym and he said, Darren. He never sweared, would he? He never yeah. sweared. I think just just for clarity, we should say shouldn't we, that Jack Doherty was um, the trainer and he was a promoter as well, wasn't he? Of um, he was a boxing. He was a dancer. <laughs> His oh, wife God was a dancer. You. What about this? <laughs> you know, I, I, I love that bloke. Yeah, he, he was he a great bloke, and he was an, he was I an inspiration to many. Uh, I wouldn't say he saved my life, Alison, but you know. You know what? What? What a gentleman he was. But uh, do you, you, you ever get in the car with him? No. Oh my god! Oh my god! Right, you'd go if you're going somewhere in Newcastle. They'd have it in second or more. Like, oh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't ever change gear, and he couldn't say to Jack, Jack, change gear, Jack, because he wouldn't have any of that. You know. <laughs> but, you know anybody who drove with Jack knows. Uh, but yeah, you know what 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 a person. So we're talking about when when I, when I prize fighting. Yeah, I forgot. So I walked into the gym, uh, and 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 when I trained all the time, I used to train, put three stone on, leave a three stone, train, put three stone on, but and people don't realize how hard it is. Especially how did you how how did you put the weight on? What what methods drink, would you use? Drink just alcohol. Alcohol, you know, when you've not had anything for because remember, I was 30 years old, I'd never done anything like this. I'd never gone 12 weeks though without a beer or, or things like that. And it was, uh, I did do it though, I did do it, but then I put, but I never knew, you know, it, it, one regret I've got is that I didn't some some fights where you John Ibbotson fights uh, and uh, some, some, some other fights that that. Another fight, and Jack said, You got to fight again in eight weeks. So just carry on training. Then, with the best days, keep him fit. 
on my box at my club now. I, I try and keep, get them all the same weight, keep fit all the time because, you know, it's different when I'm the chip. But anyway, get, getting back to, to prize fight, I get it in there and Jack said, I've had a phone call off, off Sky. And it was just, it was just, it just gone boom, prize fighter. Uh, in you know, at the time, he said, Do you want you to be a substitute? I said, Substitute? I don't want to be. I didn't understand what he meant, but I said, Then I asked him again, I said, Jack, I don't want to be a substitute. I said, I don't want to be a substitute on that. I said, It's the biggest show, but I don't, I don't know what I'm going through. My head. So I went and got eight beers from the shop. Uh, I said, Just I said, What are you going to do, Jack? I said, Well, I'll tell him anyway. So I get, I get me eight beers, get some. I cracked the can open. Jack ran me. Darren, you're on. You're boxing on prize fighter. And I couldn't believe it. I, I looked at the beer. I thought, oh, shit. So I drank the beer anyway. I, I did, I, I drank the <laughs> that was it. And, uh, you know, the prize fight was amazing. Going down there. Uh, you know, I, you know, I'm just a, a lad from Shard, right? And, you know, he just turned up at a boxing gym. And then next minute, I mean... We're in London because I, I had to travel with him uh, down to uh, London, and it was snowing. It was so bad that he got cancelled. Uh, and my work at the time, well, the same job that I'm at now, uh, they paid me to have uh, two or three weeks off with full pay, you know, so I could still uh, still train and box at the same time. But we get down there, and uh, you know, you know, people who who've been on Prize Fighter watching this or whatever, and when, when you're in them rooms. You're having the banter. It's just like I can't, I can't, I can't not sit in a room and not have the banter with other lads. You got to have the banter with the boxer. It was a bit eerie at first because yeah. I'm going to be smashing his fucking face. And he's going to be fighting me. He wants to hurt me. He wants to hit me. But the best man in there by far, uh, with, with, with the year experience, was Tony Oki, uh, and he was a he was a a really good boxer. Uh, you know what what he achieved, and it's funny because we used to. Uh, me and Jack, when we were training, he used to always try and train to a rhythm like Tony Oki. He used to always try and hit Tony Oki and end up boxing him in the, in the final. It was, it was really, uh, it was really, uh, really good. But, uh, you know, on, on the prize fighter, uh, when I when I knocked uh, Steven Spartacus out, and in the second fight against uh, Carl Dilks from Liverpool, uh, he, uh, he beat me. But it didn't beat him because the referee said on the way out, I don't know why he said that. He, he squashed my hand on the way out of the boxing ring after after he won it and lifted his hand up. And the winner is Carl Dills. He said to me on the way out, I don't know what happened there, mate. But I think they give it some... Uh, I, I gave you the winner. But I, I was too wind up. I went and sat with the yeah. crowd. And I'm sat with the crowd. I'm sat there. And Sky, what was he called? Uh, Jim... I think we called Jim, who, 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 did, who compared it all. And they were all looking at me and I'm sat with the crowd. I didn't have a beer. I was just sat there. I was sat there and they were all looking at me in the sky and they, they shouted me up. I said, what's up? He said, they give the wrong result out. You're the winner. So can you get in the boxing ring? So what do you mean, can I get in the boxing ring? He said, well, we've got to go and tell him that he, can, he didn't win. So they had to go into the back room. Remember, this is live on Sky. You know, and so all my mates... All my mates are in the pub. Are in the pub. They've all they've all gone home. They've all left the they've all left the building. I'm, I was in the pub the next day at the train station with Jack. I'm on a pint. I'm on Sky Sports. A little lad from Sean Sky Sports, and uh, everyone's ringing me. What are you doing on Sky Sports? You got beat. 
you know, because they all went, they all went to bed, and people thought that I got beat, but I got through to yeah, the final. And then realized, uh, I got yeah. through to the final. And to be honest with you, on the prize fight, uh, I didn't get out of the boxing ring. The only time I got out of the boxing ring was to walk out and come back in to get back in the boxing ring to have the fight. I didn't have no rest or nothing like that. I got battered off Tony Oki. Well, I didn't get bad, but you know, it, it, it was a. But I didn't have no warm up. I didn't have no rest or nothing. Uh, but yeah, that that was uh, good. Good memories. That good memories. So the, what, the old. What uh, drove you to keep going, Darren? What was it? Was it just that you enjoyed it so much? Or yeah, it's like what, it's what like was the, the drive? Was it, it what, a high then, when you won? I don't know. I don't know if it was what happened to me in my life because I had counselling. I had counselling when I was on drugs and all that. They had counselling, and 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 it was that when it started that penny drops that she said to me that you don't realise boxing save your life because when I got when I left school at fifteen, I went to Warburton Benny Shaw. The lads loved me there. I loved all the lads working with there. And then I went. I never hated I hated football. I've become a really good football. Everybody would look at it and say, "No, you weren't good. You were shit." But I, I had a good, 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 a good laugh at football, and then, uh, yeah, we'll do, yeah. And uh, oh, she put me off there. Why put me off? But uh, I don't know. Where I'm up to now. Where am I up to? Football. You were talking about right, football. football. Yeah. So, so I started boxing, and I, I love football. And then, and this was the counselor said, "You don't realize when you left, when you left, when you left school." With the sexy boots and child and all that lot, you you found something and I thought, but I loved it. And then this one day I walked into a boxing gym and give it all up within a within a month and they started started boxing. Uh it was obviously meant to be then, wasn't it? It was it yeah. was where you were yeah, at home it, and Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely meant to be. I loved it. But Lisa, my wife just said then about um sorry about Warburton's. When I was at school, I was thick, I don't I weren't I still can't. I can. I can read. I can't spell. I'm, I can't spell and stuff like that. I'm not ashamed to say that either because I can't spell. Even with your phone, you know, it, uh, I can't spell sometimes. But when I was at school, uh, I never paid attention to anything. I was getting in trouble. I wouldn't. I wouldn't duck school. Only the end now and then. I was going to school, but uh, uh, but I was at school and 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 I, I got a job at Warburton's Bread for you know these do work experience. And uh, I said, so I went there and I did this this week in work. Oh my god! I said I loved it. I just loved it. Warburton bed. And when the doors used to be open, you used to smell all the bread. And I, and I went in. I said to the boss, he said, "That's your wake up now. You can you can leave now." I said, "Mate," I said, "But I said, mate." I asked him, "Can I have a job?" He said, "You can't, mate. You're not you're not 16." He said, "When I'm 16, can I have a job?" He said, "But it was like in eight nine weeks." I said, "So I walked into school." I said to school, I'm, I'm leaving. Please, can I leave? Or oh, they expelled me. And I went back to Warburton and I worked there for three, for eight weeks. And uh, <laughs> and they gave me a job in it with a bit. Honestly, I've only Did had you get two paid jobs in bread. <laughs> <laughs> in doors, you say. Everyone says that. That's a shit joke, isn't it? But everyone says dough. And uh, but yeah, but I love I love Warburton's, and uh, uh, I I loved it there. And when I started boxing, I was at Warburton's. Uh, and then I left and went to Martin Brewers, where I'd lived to all the McDonald's uh, all over the country now. Oh, I had done for like 21 years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but Warburton's, when they give me the first wage packet, uh, James Stott, uh, rest in peace, he's passed away a couple of years ago. He uh, gave me a job. 
and also a bloke called Brian Taylor. I love that bloke. Still speak to him now. You know, I give him a mention. He's a beautiful bloke. And he, he looked after me all the way through Warburton's. But they give me this job. And every week for eight weeks, they give me an extra £10 to say thank you. And they were like, wow, we've got like £38. You know, a week in my wage back in the yeah. day. But uh, it was good, 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 good memories. So can I take you back then, Darren? Um, yes. We're talking about school and, and how you struggled in school. Can I take you yeah. back to talk about your, your family life, first of all? Who was yeah. in your family? Did you have siblings? Have you got siblings? Yeah, got or who did you live with? I've got my mum, Carl Stubbs. Uh, my dad, I shouldn't be calling that really, but John Stubbs. And my brother, Nicholas. Uh, uh so that's who, that's, that's who we live with in Royton on Campbell Way and Pop. Uh, I loved it up there and all. Uh, I, lot, I know a lot of people in Royton. I know a lot of people in Shaw. Uh, I know years ago, Royton used to hate Shaw. You know, you know the people of the town, but I, I'm, I'm, I, can't, I can't. I can't hate Royton because I'm from Royton, aren't I? So, and even though I'm a Shaw Garmin, whatever they call them. But yeah, yeah. So I moved to High Compton. When was fourteen, right. uh, and when when did the abuse start with your father? Well, the the sex abuse happened with me, the school teacher first. Ah, so that uh, came before the abuse at home. I, you know something, Alison? It was about. I know this sounds mad, and you couldn't write this up. It all happened in the space of five, four, five years, and they were all doing it at the same time. You know, I've I've Mr. Pickup, uh, who's in jail now. Uh, my dad, who's in jail now, or my granddad. Uh, and I, obviously, I couldn't get my dad, my granddad, to court because he passed away. Uh, uh, but yeah, so it, it happened between eight, nine, ten. No, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, when when I when I got to senior school, it all stopped. I don't because I was a bit bigger. Oh, my dad was always on the road in his truck away on nights out or, or, or whatever. Uh, I really can't put my finger on it, but uh, yeah, it was quite, it was quite really hard thing, really hard thing, really, really bad stuff, you know, especially the beatings. And, and, and you know, did you it, understand it, that you were living a life that was very different to your friends, or did you just think that that was how it always was that's for it. everybody? Uh, maybe, maybe now. Since having a counselling years ago, being sober, being on sobriety, you know, being clean, uh, maybe I don't know. It's I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard. Mm, mm. I can imagine. Uh, it, getting back to it, it was a weird thing because my friends, you know, I've got a friend who lives across the road now. She comes to my gym. She's called Sasha. She's a lovely friend. And they used to hear all the beatings that my dad used to give us. And it weren't the beatings. And I'm not a funny. I don't give a shit about the beatings. It weren't the beatings that I bother about with the sexually abuse, you know. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was. I was definitely a different kid. I was, I was a bit of an idiot. Uh, what were your coping really... mechanisms as, as a child? How how did you cope with it? Did you... You're talking... you. You mentioned before about school. Or... Could you concentrate so that... at school or no? Or... No, never, never, never concentrate at school. Never, never. I've only ever passed one exam in my life. In my life, 
and that's personal training because I wanted it that bad after it, you know. That was only about nine years ago, so I've never really passed any exam. Uh, you know, I couldn't really concentrate. But when you want something in life, like the personal training thing, even though I don't use it that often, I'm still a PT. I do more boxing PT than weight loss and diet and nutrition, you know. Uh, but yeah, they were, they, were, they were hard, hard years. I just got on with it. When you were a kid, I try and think about... It's mad because, you know, I never can't even believe that I'm actually talking about back then there because somebody you don't really talk about, you know, the mates. What types of things would you get beaten for? Anything. Anything as, 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 uh, like, um, a knife and fork on the table if they weren't, uh, straight in one night, he'd come in and punch you. He'd headbutt you. He'd kick you in the, in the balls. And my brother, one day, uh, ate some packet of chocolate biscuits to my dad's and uh, he beat me up all day, my dad. And then the day he said to me, "Well, I'll just beat you up to see if Nicholas admit to it." You know, stuff like that. When 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 they were telling when I was trying to tell him at the time, I was only told my wife about this a few weeks ago. He used to get the clock because remember years ago they used to be they have no digital. It was just a, he used to get the clock and he, he used to he used to get the clock, put it onto a time. I said, "Right, you got five minutes. I'm gonna come upstairs and find out. Let me know what time it is." And then I didn't have a fucking clue, Alison. And he used to come in here and say, right, what time is it now? Like, now it's half three. I'd, I'd say the wrong time. He's got bang and punch me. You know, my spellings, if I couldn't spell that, which I couldn't spell, you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't focus. Did you have anybody who protected you? Did, you? did anybody try and Nobody help? ever protected me in my life. My mother, she never protected me. She's just as bad as him right now. You know, I'll tell you a bit in, in a bit about that. You know, she's uh, every now and then, mum would say, "Stop it, John! Stop it, John!" But I don't know. It's uh, no, no, no one, no one protected me, even at school. So you go to school to get it away, and they were fucking sexually abusing me. Yeah, fact, yeah, as well as quite, the other kids. Quite often, if you've got a child that's being abused at home, sexually or physically, or or both. School is their haven, isn't it? They go to school because yeah. it's the place where they there feel There was a teacher. Safe. There was a teacher at school. He was called Mr. Newald, and he was the best teacher that I've ever met in my life. He used to have fun with you, but tell you off. And he was, I loved him to bits. He probably, he probably won't remember me now. But and he was a great teacher at St. Paul's Primate. Um, and he was a great teacher. I think he's called Martin Newall. And he was, he was a great, great teacher. But... Uh, he was the only one that I'd ever liked ever in any school, really. You know, there's a no. It was even going to school. Uh, my mum, my mum years ago took me to hospital because I kept uh, I kept going to the toilet and and and, and shit in my pants all the time and stuff like that. You know, bad stuff. That it's hard to tell you, but I had to go to the, the hospital and get checked over. I never realised now. It was a sexy abuse when you're getting sexy abuse of three different people at all the same time. It wasn't like, you know, it yeah. was mad and it was those, really, Those really... are signs that now we're taught to look out for, but years ago, you just wouldn't yeah. have you know, when associated I was in Kua, that. When I was in Kua, his barrister was trying to say to me, so Mr. Tubbs, you was walking around with brothers in your, in your school. No one gives a fuck then, Alistair. No one cared. No one cared. We're talking, you know, I'm, I'm 51. 
No one cared when he was eight year old 40 years ago. I swear on my life, I'd have bruises all the time all over me. All the time. One time, I think 50p off my mum and he and he kicked me, but he stamped on my leg and it was a boot mark. His boot mark was on my leg. And it honestly, for weeks, I was in agony for weeks. But you can't, you couldn't go to the police and you couldn't pick up on, you know, like now you can, if the kids, and rightly so and all, where, where you could pick a number or, or you can you can Google it, can't you? They had no more phones than us. And, you know, I think now he's, uh, he won't get away with it. Because I'm working all day, you know, because I'm working all the time and personal training all the time, the boxing, I never get no time. So my wife has just been out for something to eat at uh, the local, uh, uh, the pub, some dinner, and a bloke come over to me. He said, "Darren, I'm so sorry what happened to you." And a lot of people do that, and I suppose right. a lot of people see me who know me. And what I say, I don't want people. To say, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. I just want people to think that you can change. You can get off drugs. You can get off alcohol. Mm-hmm. Just talk about it. Go and talk about it. Don't, don't just keep sitting there like I was. But it's by people like yourself talking about it that you can inspire others yeah. to take that yeah, step. Yeah, it, has, isn't been, it, it has been hard. When I was on, you know, so asking the, que- the question you asked me about when I started on, on alcohol and drugs, I think it was so. My boxing, my, my last boxing fight was against Tony, uh, Tony Dodson, uh, in the eight days before my fortieth birthday, and I was right. I, I, I thought I was right, and then I retired. Uh, put it on social media, retired, and uh, and then about a year passed, and I was still having a beer every night, having a beer every night, and a beer every night, two or three. Then then it got more, four and five, then six and seven, then eight and nine, and it continues continuously. Uh, and then I got my boxing gym. Then I was on cocaine, and uh, and and it wasn't until I'm I'm nearly four years sober now. In August I'll be four years sober. And I went to see the counsellor. That's when it all the penny dropped about everything, not just about the sexual abuse, about the drugs. You know, she, she's the one yeah. who said, "Listen, the boxing saved your life. Like football saved my life, really. My football. Then after <laughs> when I, football, I didn't actually stop playing football. I was boxing. I was boxing. I was playing football. You know, and then just carried on and become uh, pretty decent. And then I think when I was forty, I think it was forty-one, forty-two. When I started on the drugs, uh, and you've never used drugs, drugs before then, so it, it, it oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was younger, uh, I was younger, I was smoking. I, I used when I was when I was playing football, I used to smoke a quarter of weed a week, uh, uh, and smoke, uh, you know, weed, you smoke weed a yeah. quarter a week. You, you didn't really get done for smoking then back in the day, and I'm driving. And when I was at Warburton's, I was doing that, uh, and then I just just boxing, just it just saved me because I was going down the wrong road. But it was only when I, so I was 30, 29. Yeah, I was smoking a quarter of weed a week, which is not a lot. Well, it is a lot. It's, a, it's a, you know, and then smoking, and then within within the, within the space of boxing for a month, I stopped it all. Right. I stopped it all, and then I don't. It wasn't until after after two years after getting retired, getting the boxing gym. I don't even know why I started it, but. It must be what what's happened because I don't Jason I don't know I don't know if because a lot of, I mean listen there's a lot of top top box out there I'm I'm a nobody compared to some of them box out there and I'm, I'm, I'm I think I'm saying about every single boxer even though I wasn't top top ranked boxer them boxers every single one of them be lying if they quit boxing and that's it 
and they can have a clean life and don't struggle with fuck all. And, you know what I mean? They can't because it's been in the. It wasn't. It wasn't in my life. Where, like you're Tony Ben, you're Tony Bell, you're Tony Jeffries, Paul Smith, all them lads have been doing it all live. And I bet when they struggled, sorry, when, when they when they retired, not so much Tony Jeffries, but you know, like Tony Bell, you know all that a lot. I don't know, but they must have struggled a bit to get over what they've been doing. Yeah, because I've been doing it for ten years, day in day out, day in day out. Them lads have been doing it since they're eight year old. Yeah, you know, so so, so I can I, I can understand. Yeah, people going off the rail, you know. So if I can take you back to school, um, yes. there was abuse there as well. Did you, so when you decided to go through the courts for the teacher, is that the same time that you did with your dad? And how, how did you get to that point where you thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to, I'm ready to disclose this now and follow it through? Yeah, it was, uh... so I don't know the police about my dad. Uh, and uh, I went to the police with my dad, and then I decided I won't get into all this now. I, did, I decided that I had to, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to need to do it right. I'm going, obviously, my granddad passed away, so I couldn't do it to him, so I couldn't uh, get it justice for him. So I had to go back and speak to them about Mr. Pickup, uh, and uh, so that's. But again, that was again that was really hard. I got proper drilled for that, you know, because he's a school teacher. I mean, at the end of the day, it was the headmaster. It wasn't a school teacher; it was a headmaster, you know. And he, I used to always thought that he, he used to hate, he used to hate me. He used to always gun for me. He was at school and get the strap, and maybe I deserved it. Maybe all the shit I've been through all my life, you know. Um, but yeah, I decided to go to the police, uh, and then. Other people, there, other people that I'd found out also had gone there. Uh, friends of mine uh, who'd also got sexy booze that I found out after I'd already been to uh, to the police station, you know, um, and speaking about it again, you know, the rec all recorded and all that lot. So again, it was hard. I don't think anything anything as hard as going going the first time about my dad. Yeah. But yeah, but being so and, what, and what what triggered that with your dad? What what do you think triggered you to think right? Okay, you know, now I'm, I'm I see gonna... all the kids. I see all the kids in the in the, in the boxing club, and I see all the mums and dads, and they have they are. And, and, and you know, I've never laid my hands on my son. I have never hit my son. I have never hit my daughter. I beat him up in a boxing ring, but that's different. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I love it to bits. And everyone knows my son. Around here, you know, I love it to bits. I do anything for him. I'm a daughter. I love them both. I've never ever hurt my kids. Does your daughter box? No, does she? <laughs> no, no. I'll, I'm gonna ring her after and tell her what you just said. No, no, <laughs> she don't box. No, no. But my son, my son, he helps with he helps, he helps with the kids. You know, my my mum and dad never did nothing for me. Nothing. You know, uh, in 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 this, you know. So I've tried, I've tried getting my son into football. Uh, obviously, I split up for my ex-wife years ago. That's another story. And then uh, I had to go and get full custody of my son uh, and, and all that lot. And uh, I tried football and things like that, but he's he, he's a, he just helped me boxing. He, he, he wants to be... A, at the moment, he's walking in the gym. Uh, like father of the son, he says, Dad, I'm massive. You know, I'm thinking he's bodybuilding. You know, but he's only 16. 
Uh, but he says, Dad, look at the size of my arms, you know, but he's only a kid. We've all been there, haven't we, you know, all of that. So yeah. I love the bits. And the, 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 hopefully, my, my son's going to leave school this year. Uh, he wants to be an electrician. My daughter's happy. Got a new fella. Uh, well, she's been with him for a year now or two years. And so, yes, he's happy. So, no, no one's really, you know. And how have they been? So as you've gone through, how long ago is it that you went through the court process with your dad and the uh, teacher? A year and a half. Right. Yeah. So how how were your children when you when they were hearing um what you'd gone through yourself? That must have been difficult you know, for, for you and them. It's something that you know she she probably sees anyway, but it's something that I've never really spoke about it. I've told them, uh, you know, I've told them. Um, um, I know it's a pretty hard question. I don't the answer to it really. You know, I mean, my son knows, but I don't really. It's sixteen. Do you really know? About sexy booze, it didn't happen to him. It didn't happen to my daughter, so it really can't relate to what I went through. I don't know. Yeah. If you've been through it like I've been through, then you can relate to it. If you know what I mean? Does that sound weird? That all? Yeah. You yeah. know. No, no. Uh, you mean you you've got a better understanding of, of yeah. what you've been through. Especially, especially you? like the question you asked me about about going to court. You know, you never. I wasn't going to go because the kids at the boxing gym. Because they, everyone said the abuser becomes the abuser, or the abuse comes the abuser, and I and I honestly, the kids were in jail. Jim, you just they're so happy, they're so full of full of life, and I never had that. I got battered when they were six year old, looking at him, punching me, kicking me at six year old, sexy moves or three different people, and the kids shouldn't be going through that. And I wasn't going to go, I wasn't going to go to court and tell me that you know about this. It was only when. I decided to get sober. That's when it all, like, it all come into light. Getting sober, getting off drugs, and then you know, re realizing you can't do that. You know, you, you know, you, you, you don't do that to your kids, do you? You know, many people be looking at this and watching it. They watch it. You know, you look. I'll do anything with my kids. You know, like anybody else will do. You know, all the kids who come to the gym. I wasn't gonna go for the simple reason because I thought everyone would think, well. Why is, he do, why is he doing that for? But I had to get it off my head. I had to get it off my mind. It's been on my mind since it was. When you talk about coming off the alcohol, how, how much was alcohol featuring in your life then when you no, decided enough's enough? I wasn't, was it... I wasn't bad, but it was... I, I wouldn't say I was an alcoholic, but when you're having a drink every day, you've got a problem. You know, every single day, and it was two, three, four. It was never two and three. It was always six or six or eight. It would never, it would never four. And and I was always getting, wanting more and more and more. Then the call came, and then you thought you were coming to your coming to your house early doors. Uh, the people again relate to this. who are all on drugs. They'll come at your door at two o'clock and drop some off for you. And they think the mates. They're not your fucking mates. They're just dealers, you know. Yeah. And uh, so that that was quite hard getting off that. And a lot of people, my friends said I weren't bad. But when you're having it every like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Every week, and it was becoming all the time. And I'm wondering going on that. Uh, it was, it was like I say, it was quite hard. But like the counselling for me sorted me out. You know, I just needed to speak to somebody. It was quite. So, did the counselling come before you stopped the alcohol, or when? When was yeah. your wake up moment, and you thought, right, I'm not keep doing this? About, about four years, well, three and a half years when I got sober. No, but I mean, what, what was your wake-up moment to get sober? I'm just fucking sick of it. 
sick of it, sick, sick of waking up like this. You know, I, I used to be fit as fuck and running out everywhere. I still run now. Uh, and even even when I was uh, boxing, I'd never touch drugs then or like that. I never, I never touched drugs until, well, uh, cocaine and things like that until after I retired. Uh, you know what? Be, being sober is by far the best thing that I've ever done. Obviously, meeting Lisa uh, and, and then boxing and you know, things like that. But it's so hard to to, to to stop it as well. When you're used to drinking, it's every day. When, when people go, like they said, they'll have, they'll have two drinks a night. That's just, I'm not saying alcoholic, but I couldn't control it. And then it got it got into the things where at the end of the weekend, I had to have cocaine. But it, had, it went hand in hand. And a lot of people have said the same, went hand in hand. Yeah. Um, and it just had to stop. And then when it stopped, and then when I got the, I spoke to the counsellor. I wasn't so. How did you stop? Night. Did you just go cold turkey? Yeah, cold turkey on wow. everything. Uh, uh, we uh, with Lisa then. Oh, yes, and then no. So if, anybody says, if anybody says, "Oh, you weren't fucking struggling then," they ain't got a fucking clue what it's like. Do people, in my head. do people do people say that to you that you weren't struggling? I've got a friend who, who says that and says you weren't bad, but they don't know when you've been when you've been. You know, it wasn't just a. I'm not just stopping the cocaine uh, 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 and the alcohol. I'm trying to focus on me about what happened to me as a kid and younger. Yeah. When you, when you yeah. live with that all your life uh, uh, and, and never spoke about it, only when I was drugged up, I'd speak about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I would speak about it, uh, you know, and, and my, my friends knew. A lot of friends of me knew. A lot of me, you know, when I got sober, uh, a, a very close friend of my dad's, I went and told him, that what happened, and he said, "No, Darren, don't believe you. I'm not having that." And that same bloke, I won't say his name, but a same bloke, he, if, if he is, he'll know it is anyway. He come up to me after we got sent down. My mum told everybody that what he did to me, uh, and the same bloke met me and said, "Listen, mate, I'm really, really sorry for what happened. I didn't, I didn't really believe you, but I'm sorry." Which is, you know. Uh, some kind of closure for me, really, with him because yeah, he was a good absolutely. bloke. Absolutely. Yeah, because my dad absolutely. used to be this big. My dad was a doorman uh, in 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 Royton for years. At, at, uh, uh, it was called scandals at the time. George, George, I know, scandals. Yeah, yeah, see, I so you know, someone put, a post, <laughs> someone put a post on last week about it, and I was going to put on it. I was going to write something about my dad, but I thought, you know, it's people's memories. People have fun there. So I, I didn't I didn't write anything, anything nasty. Well, it wasn't nasty just about my dad and that, yeah. but I try and just do uh, I think everyone knows and he's in jail anyway, so you know. I uh, suppose then the alcohol and the drugs were almost like the only bits that other people could visibly see as to what they thought was going on for you. But in actual fact, there was so much more going on for you that you were just yeah. sort of like using the alcohol and drugs. Yeah, people you? say that I work bad not a lot, but when you've when you've been I know it sounds, it's not a troll for getting sex abused of three different people for many, many years and the beatings, but dealing with that shit, you know, boxing fucking saved my life, without a doubt. Mm. But people can never relate. You know, behind every closed door, Alison, somebody's got a worse story than me. Haven't, haven't they, you know what I mean? And I'm just yeah, but that, my that doesn't minimize yours, does it? it that doesn't no, mean... No, I don't know, but I mean, I mean, all right, it's happened to me. I'm through it. I'm on it. I'm in a good place. I've got my boxing club. Uh, you know, I'm still work. I'm still sober, and I'll I'll just just take every day as it comes, and every yeah, day be a sober day. You know, you know. Uh, 
because my mum knew what he did to me. She knew that he sexually abused me. She knew that three and a half years ago because I've got a recording and I invited her into my house when she came back from Australia. When I got sober, when I got sober, she went to Australia and I knew I had it all planned in the space of a few months when I get sober and all that lot, that when she sets off to Australia, when she gets there, I'm going to ring her and tell her that my dad sexually abused me. So I rang her up and I told her. And uh, thinking, Alison, she's going to come back, come around here and, and, and say, right, fuck it, I'll leave him. We'll do this, we'll do this. She come back over here. She come to my house, and I record the conversation. Uh, I record the conversation, which the police have got, which I've sent a few of my friends as well, where he opened their mitts that he sexually abused me. So I asked her, "What are you going to do? Will you come to court with me?" And she didn't come to court with me, Alison, and it broke my heart. So I thought, you know, I thought, is it my dad? Because he's an absolute cunt that that he's threatening her. Uh, is he being? What? Why is it? Why is she do? Why is she not? Come, why does she not come and support his son? If anybody sexually abuses his son, why would you stand by him? Uh, he's a narcissist. And I thought, right, he's in jail. I'm going round. So I went round. I shouldn't have fucking gone round, but I had to go round. And him, it's your mum. It's it's my mum. Yes. End of the day, I thought, right, it must have been him. And I went round there. She's poorly. So my son, my son will finish his school, we're helping her, picking uh taking dogs out every day. Oh, she was paying him. She he'd, every day and then every day she would she were poorly and we was always helping her. Something was always wrong. We was around there every every fucking day around there. And at Christmas, something just something happened, I thought, something's not right. She she's not telling the truth about why didn't she come to the police and why? Why didn't you come and fucking support your son? I'm fucking blood. So, something happened at Christmas in my head that I couldn't get out of. She uh, she went walking the dog, and my mum, and she's out walking the dog, and she's uh, she bumped into this girl, and um, she, my mum and dad only live a four-minute walk from my house. So, on the park, uh and she bumps into this woman and she's talking to this woman. She goes, oh, how are you doing? She didn't even know this woman. She goes, I'm all right. Do you know my son, Darren? Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. But what she didn't know is that that woman that she met was Lisa's, my wife's best friend. And she's slagging Lisa off. She's slagging. She's a bitch. She's a lazy cow. She's fucking this. She's that. She's my wife. She's done everything for me. She stood by me through this shit for, for, for years. Me crying with her and everything. everything. You're crying about your mum not wanting you. And then she goes and does this, and then she's calling me yeah. daughter. She's calling me fucking son. And I thought, what the fuck's going on here? Why am I, why am I going round to, to go and see her? And then, then she's in hospital. Then she, she says she's dying. She's not dying. She's ringing me. I don't say she's dying. She's not fucking dying. You know, I respect the people who, 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 who've lost them or anything like that. If anything happens to my mum, I respect I go and say, say goodbye to her. But I've had to walk away, Alison, because yeah. she's. I found out last only last week she's still looking for a house in Blackpool for my dad when he gets out to move around here because he won't be allowed around here. When he gets out, he won't be allowed anywhere in Oldham or Shaw. Uh, and I found out that my mum's had a full conversation with him. 
I've got. Uh, I've, I've just mentioned the bloke and all. I'm, I'm waiting for a phone call back off him. Uh, witness protection. So witness protection ring me and said to me, Darren, uh, your mum's dying. I said, What do you mean? She's dying. Yeah, she's dying. I said, What are you? I said, Why are you ringing me? So I'm ringing you because we're letting your dad out. The prison might be letting dad out to see your mum before she passed away. And I found out we're the only in the space of an hour that she wasn't. She was all right. Sending text with friends. So she's just she's just a liar. And yeah. she's so they're still manipulating the whole situation, aren't they? Somebody's fucking used me and my fucking son for the last six months to wipe her ass and do everything for her. It's my mum. How can a mum fucking do that? And, and yeah. so I said, mum, I went round. I said, I'm fucking done. I'm not coming around here again. I found out the witness protection have even spoke to me saying, Darren, this exclusion zone that you're in, my dad, my dad won't be able to go back to his house, but your mum, this is what the witness protection said. I think the name is witness protection. That Dave rang me up saying he's been in full contact with mum all this time. So she's lied to me about that and all saying she doesn't speak to him anymore. She divorced him. She says she divorced him and she sold him all this paperwork, but I don't know all that shit about paperwork and uh, uh, so I was, so I've had to walk away from my mum. So I've lost my mum and my dad, uh, if you know what I mean. Uh, and I've got friends, really close friends. You don't know how it is, Alison, to train people who just lost their mum who they fucking love. Yeah. You know, I've got a friend of mine called Sam. I've been training for ages. It's all right, take your time. It's all right. His mum passed away. And I feel sorry for him. And, uh, my nigga, the fuck. He don't care about me. I'm my brother. But, you know, it's so, just gotta get on with it. I'll be right in a minute. You know, it's, it's your mum. I still love my mum. I think that's one of the, I, I know you're saying you don't want to be a local hero and all that, but I think that's one of, the, one of the things that I'm finding very inspiring from getting to know you on these conversations is that despite all that, it's not, you've not allowed it to change who you have become. And you're talking about your family and it's quite clear how much you love your wife and your children. So you've yeah. not allowed that influence from those people no. to to take over how you are in the future. And that that is absolutely, that's really inspiring. And I wonder if some of that has also come from the discipline maybe that you've learned in the, in the ring and in your training for the football, in that focus on focusing yeah. your mind because because I mean if I've got this in the right order you, you've gone through all that trauma when you were younger and you've found your own way out of that trauma in the sense that you've done your football and you've done your boxing but in between that the alcohol and the drugs have stepped in which is perfectly understandable yeah. but then after all that it's like you've, you've gripped everything and said right okay actually this isn't going to be me for the rest of my life. I am going to stop drinking. I am going to stop yeah. the drugs. And I am going to take these people to court and get justice. And then beyond that, Darren, I think it's absolutely amazing that within that, you're running this boxing club for the, for the people that you are. Can you tell me about yeah. the kind of people that use your club and what they get out of it and, and what your aim is when they, when they step through that door? Tell me about My God, you got, right, I'll answer the first one. Uh, the kids... You have to keep me on track because I'm all, I'll go off on one on, on talking. So when the kids come in, uh, obviously I'm a football fan. 
I'm, a, I'm an Oldham fan at heart, but I don't like my United. I'm a City fan. So any kids that come in the club, this. So we have we have three different age groups. We have the kids talking about the kids now. These are five year old between four and four and ten, and they'll come in and they'll come in. They'll say, "Oh, oh I want to do this." I want to say, and I say, "Right, are you a Man United fan?" And they go, "Yeah, I am." I said, "Right, ten pesos." Why? Why? <laughs> You're not allowed in it. I have a rule board, Alison. Rule number one, not my United fan. But it's fun. It's just fun for the kids. You can't put your hands on your hip. You can't be late. Every single person who comes through that door, if they're late, they've got to say, I'll go like that. I'll be, I'll be on the other side of the gym and I'll, and I'll lift my hand and we'll go, I'll go, sorry for being late, Mr. Tubbs, and do 10 press-ups. You know, but uh, they've got to do that. And so if I'm late, Alison, I have I have uh, my, my friends that are personally trained, they'll be sat there at one minute to wait to say I've got him at eight o'clock. And if I'm fucking late, they record it and they put it on social media, I'm late, you know, and I'll get pencils. <laughs> so I'm no different. You know, I'm no different. Yeah. You know, I can imagine if, if my lad came to your club, he'd be constantly doing pencils because he's a Man United fan and his timekeeping oh, is terrible. Despite yeah, it, him it, being in the army, his timekeeping yeah. is terrible. <laughs> That's mad. Isn't it? You know, something I love, I've got to be on, I've been I've been at my job for 21 years. I left to open the boxing club because the lobby saying, yeah, I've been there 21 years. But I have been there. I've never, ever, I've been late once when the the clocks went back and the new iPhone come out. That, I've only been late in 21 years. I'm never late uh, for the for work and, and like that. The So the, the kids, when the kids come in, uh, they're between four and 10 year old. Really, they can't concentrate. You you get the Boys and girls, Darren. Do you get both boys yeah, and yeah, girls? Yeah, yeah, boys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the kids, we have uh, Betsy and Grace, the little ones. Uh, the girls who come all the time, these are between uh, uh, like uh, four and ten, and they've got no teeth. Not because I beat them up, uh, because uh, you know, like, the, ki- the kids will love it. Because me and my son, uh, we have a little girl called Lucy helping us and all. Uh, uh, so we like, I think there were about 20 kids last night, so, and it was a football team who come along and they put it on social media. So we just had some fun and games and beat them up. They can't beat. The kids laughing and smiling, and in our the social media last night. I know it's not a lot to some people, but oh, they loved it. They love it. That's what your kid wants to love life. They don't know about mobile phone bills, uh, mortgages, car. They don't know about like you know. And then uh, I think the junior class getting back to these ones when they walk in the gym, they're all they're all well out are they at that age? You know, at 13, 14, they walk in as if they've had nails and. Uh, they're a different breed to when we were kids. You could come in with a mobile phone. If I catch anybody on the mobile phone, oh, they get press ups. Do they? You know, more press ups. I'm still yeah, listening, Darren. Unless, unless I'm not it's the mum. Well, unless, 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 unless it's the mum. Uh, then the mum will get press ups. <laughs> uh, like we, we, we're playing Norts and Goss with a kid. We're running and they're playing Norts and Goss. We'll Sometimes we have a game a few weeks ago. I said, right, if anybody. Because you know Norts and Costas, the kids have got to run across the gym, run back, get a cone, run over, put it in a box, and it's yeah. two teams. And the parents are cheating. The parents are going, put it in here, put it in. So when they're running, yeah, put it in here, put it in here. So what I do now is, if they get it wrong, the parents will get 10 pesos and all, you know, for a, bit, <laughs> for a bit of laugh. And it's all good fun. The kids love it. The junior class, uh, the junior class, that is a bit different. They're, uh, it's, it's, I just don't think... There's a lot of, uh, I think it's the areas and all. Uh, there's not a lot of juniors. I think we've got about, 
I'm just doing a deal at the moment in March where it's a pound for a junior to train for the hour to see if we can get some uh, kids involved. And, yeah. you know, the gym the, the gym's not quiet. I mean, what, I think so what, what age is that? What age is it then? Between 11 and 15. Right. Uh, just go along, see if you can see if you, see if you enjoy it. You know, there's a lot. There's a couple of lads who have come from Milnborough. Uh, they're 15. They're they're on it. See see what happens if 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 they get to a certain stage and we think they're all right, we'll move up to the senior class. But like I think last night there were about 38, 38 seniors. Some of them are not boxers. So what we'll do? We'll split the box up from the key fitters. You know, so they'll do technical. So the boxers do technical with it with their own boxers. You know, uh, but you know it's by far. A, a brilliant setup, uh, and, and the coach is great. They'll give up the free time, look after your, you know, your kids and that. And yeah, it's uh, it's been, it's, I think it's ten years in August uh, that we've been there. So we're still going strong. Like I said, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't had any boxing for six months. The lads were getting beat, and I decided to because last year was a hard year, being in and out of court. And then I, I've got a house that I rent out, and that that, that got with people in there, somebody to call, oh, you know, um, for, for nothing, uh, and it was just a nightmare last year, and uh, okay. the, the box were getting beat, and I think we was just overtraining them, so we decided to rein it back in, stop training, stop training, get them all on the program for six months, uh, and then we start boxing again uh, tomorrow in Sheffield, so. Hopefully, so you got, so you got your first match in how long then tomorrow? And six over 12 months? months. Yeah, six, six months. months. Uh, one of the lads called McKenzie. He used to be right, a little fat kid. Uh, and he's still a fat kid. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a great, lovely lad. He, he's, an, he's an absolute true gentleman. He'll walk it from Royton to the, to the gym, walk it home. He's a beautiful lad. Lost loads of weight. Uh, if at one time, him and a lad called Sonny, he's another lad. He's a beautiful lad. Uh, Lost his dad, beautiful lad Rick. Uh, beautiful bloke, Sonny is, and they used to fight each other at school. They used to hate each other, so I used to get him into the. I used to get him into the uh, into the office, and I said, "Get a grip of a boss." I said, listen, stop fucking. You know they used to hate each other. They become best friends, you know, right. through the boxing gym. People have been, uh, people of uh, my friend Adam, who sponsors on the uh, off the passions on the on the top. Uh, he. Uh, when we used to do uh, these girls classes years ago, he met his wife there, got two kids with her now at the boxing club. So, you know, a lot of things happen at the boxing club and meet them, other people meet and get me on life. And we're getting back to the boxing, to so these boxing tomorrow in Sheffield. Uh, and then we've got our home show on the 8th of April in Upper Mill. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to the future. Staying sober, staying positive. And if anybody else needs anybody else, you know, since I've come out to it when I was sober and I got my dad in court and went down and, and Mr. Pickup went down I, a lot of people have private messaged me you know uh, well done well done I don't want the people to feel sorry for me I know I've never cried before but you know I'm in a good place I've got a great wife great house great job I've just got surrounded myself with great people you know mm-hmm. uh, she wants to go out this weekend uh, but I will go out with her because, you know, my wife, it's different when you go out when you're sober, though. Yeah. You don't realise how much shit you used to chat when you're pissed. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I'm looking forward to going out with her. Uh, and I don't want people to... If people want to ask me about what happened or what 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 made it... I'll answer the question, you know. If it, if it can help somebody else to get out of their shit, 
Yeah, and, and I wonder whether or not you, you keep saying, no, oh, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. I wonder if it's more that that's their opening line because they do want to know more about how you've done it for their own personal reasons that they're yeah. not ready to divulge. So it's easier to say to somebody, I'm sorry that's happened to you rather than can I tell you what's happened to me, isn't it? Um, yeah. So I wonder if that's yeah. just their, their way yeah, of starting I mean, their process. There was a lad who came into the gym last year and he was hitting the box, boxing bag about uh, what you're talking about then, about about coming out with their own stuff. I, his mum sent me a message and I, I said, is everything all right? She didn't tell me that he tried killing himself. Right. Ten days before, and I should have told me about that, and she didn't. So I walked over to him. I don't know if he knew anyway, but he was hitting the boxing bag. And I said, how are you doing, pal? Because I always talk to him. I always ask everybody who, who comes in the gym, what do you want to do? Do you want to be a boxer? Keep fit? Just keep fit? Just be mental health? And he said, I tried killing myself last week. I said, what? I said, what do you mean? It's here. I said, well, your mum didn't tell me that. So I come in the office. So I told him about my past and how much I love my mum and all this lot and all that lot. I said, don't ever, ever fucking do that, mate. You know what I mean? You got, you, you, and then, so when his mum come in, because he was six, he was 15, I had to tell her what I told him because he's 15 and told him that yeah. she was okay with it. And uh, I forgot her name now. But I know if she, if she listens to this, she'll tell me she, she it's changed his life. You know, just talking to me and about his mum and about, yeah. you know, uh, you don't have to do shit like that. There's other ways out, you know. Yeah. The alcohol, not drugs. I mean, 15, 16, they haven't got no alcohol or drugs, have they? You know, well, I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's as easy, is it, as what it was years ago yeah. uh, for them to get certainly the, the alcohol. Um, but I think you're right. It, it's having that outlet, somebody to talk to, isn't it? And, it, yeah. and and that's what you're doing with your club. You're creating that for them, an outlet where they can get a hobby, do something that's going to be good for them and make them feel better, and they can start to relate to yourself and, and yeah. ask questions that will lead to yeah, their own think, workings out. About asking questions, there was a lad that I trained this morning called Duncan. I trained with him. Uh, I work with him at uh, Martin Brewers. He's a loader. And we were talking about this morning about, can I ask you, why... why did you, why did he ask me about training? Because my girlfriend come, he said, I said, and, and then she said, well, a bit of boxing. He said, but to be honest with you, I thought you were a bit of a dickhead. Uh, I thought you were unpoachable. I said, well, I am a, I am a dickhead. I'm a nice dickhead. And I have a laugh. But it's like, I said, but I'm honest. I'm, I'm good with him. And you know something, he's called Duncan, Duncan Parson, who I work with at work. And he's had great training with him. I beat him up every week. He loves it. And, uh, and he's, he's 40. And he said, you know, some people paint a picture of you and you look at you, uh, oh, he looks evil him or, or he's unpoachable, he's a bit of a dick. But I'm, I'll talk to anybody about anything, you know, uh, especially if they're struggling. I don't mind for people, yeah. you know. Uh, I think I think getting sober, when I, when I, when I was sober, I, put, uh, I think when I was three years sober, and I put it on, if anyone needs help, fucking on my phone, they'd stop, bing, 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 bing. And the wife's saying, why are you on your phone? Why are you on your phone? And I said, I'm a businessman. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it winds up when I said that. I'm a businessman, you know. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I love life now. I've got a good wife. I've got a good house. Uh, I'm a good boxing gym. You know, hopefully good. it'll carry on, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. So... Uh I, I, you know, I think you've done. I think you've done. I, I know you keep saying you, you you don't want praise and whatnot, but I really do think that you are an inspiration, Darren. And well, hopefully you, they can help, help help other kids. You know, yeah, they can never say to me, "Well, yeah, I've done this. Well, I've fucking done that." 
uh, you know, I miss low, you know, stuff that I've, we're not we spoke about. You know, I've been through the fucking mill, uh, uh, even with me. I wouldn't mention any about my son getting my son getting full custody, my son and all that shit. You know, years ago, that was another thing. Not, not, not it wasn't just a sexual abuse. The old, the old long, long, long time for the fucking shit. And yeah. but I'm back. I'm here. I'm still going. You are and, uh, certainly and, are. And, and helping other people. We have a laugh. I mean, when they come in the gym, everyone has a laugh. You've got to have a laugh. I mean, I know you, there's a serious side to boxing. Obviously, you know, you've got to be serious, but you know, you got to have some fun. I remember, I remember Jack saying, are you always like this, Darren? I said, why is it? You can't be a boxer and be like this, you know? No, it weren't Jack. It was a, it was a, a man, it was, it was the manager, it was a transport manager at Warburton Red called Keith Bond. Uh, Keith Bond. Uh, he, said, he said to me, uh, is it Keith? And he, and he was a judge and, uh, and he loved his boxing. He loved it. And he said, why are you boxing? I said, yeah, I'm boxing. He said, you can't act like you act now and be a professional boxer, Darren. And he used to stand there. Uh, I think he only had three fights before he passed away. I think it was Jeff Bond, who we called. And uh, he used to mark all of the, the, the scores out. And he really proud of me. And, but he yeah. said, you know, you, you never make anything, Darren, if you keep laughing and joking, but I have. You've proved him wrong, haven't you? Yeah, you know. Uh, We've only got yeah. five minutes left, Darren, and... Um, I'm aware. I, I, I'm quite happy to come back on if you've got time, but I'm aware that it takes me a few, like ten minutes, to download in between. Yeah. Does your wife want to say anything or come on at all before we finish? Or I tell you what, I bet she would do. Stay there. He's just still got a heart of gold. Yeah. Um, he's still very, very positive and just happy every day, and that amazes me. Every day he amazes me. Yeah, it's an inspiration, yeah. isn't it? Because not everybody yeah. would be able to do that. Yeah, no, definitely I absolutely not. agree with you. Lovely. Thank you very much. And thank, All right. thank you, thank you okay. for your time when we're dragging you away. <laughs> so, Darren, please tell me what it is that you wanted to add about. Um, yeah, uh, so uh, I think a lot of things that we, we, we forgot about yesterday is. And it was a really important thing about met my father about the beatings and yesterday. Uh, I don't know if we were talking too much or anything. Anyway, um, uh, years ago when it all when it all come about about this and about that and uh, uh, about what happened to me. My dad comes to the gym one day and he's always he always belittled me. He always belittled me. Never ever 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 said well done. Love you. Well, not not love you. We didn't give a fuck about that. But you know, same mum. They never, never said we're really, we we we're proud of anything like that. It was always negative. They need to come to my gym and they slate my gym. Oh, this is dirty. That is dirty. This day. And when he was here one day, this was the start of it. I said, "Listen, I'm just fucking letting you know. I told Lisa what you did to me." He went, "What?" Because he used to always ask me, "No, I never mentioned this before." Uh. He, every 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 blue moon when he used to take my sparring with Tony Jeffers in, in, in Sunderland uh, in Manchester things like that when I was boxing he used to say I'm sorry I said dad I don't want to fucking talk about it don't talk about me yeah. I don't talk about it I weren't ready like I said you stay weren't ready but he did apologise then did he he did say every now and then he said I'm sorry I'm sorry I said I don't want to fucking talk about it I'm not ready I don't don't mention it again and he, he never did but this time he come in the gym, he ripped me back out and I fucking lost the plot with him. Said, listen, 
I fucking told Lisa. He went, what? Why would you tell? What, why would you tell Lisa? I said, what do you mean? Why would I tell Lisa? It's not a fucking game. I said, I told Lisa because I'm gonna marry Lisa. I fucking love Lisa. She made, she's my life. He gets in his car. He gets in his car and he drove, he drove to our house, and he admitted this in court. He said, I dro- he drove to the house, but he changed the story when he get when it, he, he said he drove to the house and he said, uh, listen. This is what he said. He said, I didn't say to be Darren. No, no, I did it. I did it once, maybe twice. Uh, and uh, so uh, so he went up to the house and he said, listen, I did it once. At least and he didn't do it once. He did it several, did, several what, times. What, what was it that he said he'd, he'd done? Did he actually say well, what he he'd said, done? In court, in court, he admitted that he went up. He changed his story. He said he come up because he, I, admit, I admitted it. I, I he said that I said so. So I told Lisa that I, years ago, and then I told him that I told Lisa. So he went, he went up to the house, had the argument with her, uh, and all that stuff. But in court, he changed it and said, "No, no, I went up to the house and say I'm sorry for hitting Darren with a garden cane. He's a fucking liar, and he he got kind of lying in you know in prison for for it uh, in uh, in court. And when uh, Lisa told him to fuck off, and he, and he left, but. Getting back to when you're saying about the beatings, uh, he got counted in court because he, he he said that he hit me with one garden cane, and they actually said to him, so why, why would you why would you hit your son with a garden cane? Why would you strip your son naked and put him in a freezing cold shower and hit him with a garden cane? He said, I just did the once. He did it fucking a few times. So you once. outlined that in in an email to me this this morning. What was it that he used to do? And was this on a regular yeah, you, basis? Yeah, if you if you, if you was if you was uh, Anything, anything. If it just if you had done something wrong, you know, years ago at Christmas, I got a remote control car. I must have been about seven or eight year old when the sex abuse were happening. I got a new remote control car for Christmas, and I love this car. It was a beautiful little remote control car. Was every kid always remembers a good toy like that? And and they had it anyway. I was in his bedroom with the car, and I, I clips. He's having shaving and it smashed on the floor. And when he come home. He got me a remote control car, got me hammer, got his hammer, smashed me fucking remote control car to bits, you know. That's the kind of bloke he was. Broke yeah. me out of that, you know, but that's the kind of bloke he was. Uh, and, and the beating the, with the belt, use it was with the belt punches. But the worst ones were the ones of the garden cave. He used to knock us out. I'd wake up in my bedroom, black and blue. And then he got caught out in court with that and got got charged, got charged, found guilty with that. And are you able to um, say on Zoom what it was he did in the shower? Yeah, just just so you know, your garden canes in the garden for your for your trees you're growing. There was that, but it was a garden cane and big canes. But he still had to take two of them together. You don't have one of them in your bedroom, just spare. Do you? You know what no, I mean? Of course uh, you don't. And, no. and, uh, and uh, it's quite you know, it was quite hard. No, you know that was quite even though. You know, I'm a boxer and think, oh, yeah, he's hard, not a lot, a lot. Things like that were, were fucking heartbreaking. You know, I used to, yeah. when you're six week old and things like that, I used to lock us in our bedroom. When, I used to lock us in the bedroom all day. We had locks outside our fucking rooms. You 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 you, you know, you, you couldn't get out. I had to piss in the toilet. In, I, I couldn't even get to the toilet. So I moved my bed. We had this fitted cupboard years ago, a fitted wardrobe. I used to move the bed and have a wee in the corner. 
and he, just so he won't be able to see it, and then they push the bed back. You know, you know yeah. and then sometimes he'd take me with him in, in his truck, and then I was that scared of him. I'd be sat in, me, in his truck driving to wherever we're going because he was he used to work for uh, Jeff Arenas in uh, Manchester, a well-known you know well-known company. Uh, back then it was in Drawsden, and I used to go all over with him, and I, I used to fucking hate it. And then when he used to go all over in his truck, we used to go to Winnishaw where his granddad lived, and he said, "Oh, you spend a couple of nights with granddad." And I think to myself, "Fucking hell, I'm going here now." My grandma, God bless her. She was a, an amazing woman. She was an amazing woman. And then, then he dropped us off there for a couple of days in the six-week holidays and things like that. And that was it. So I'd get sex abuse for fucking two days with him then. You know, and then he'd pick me up as a normal. In his truck. Can I ask you this, Darren? Because obviously you then went on to be a professional boxer and very good at what you did. How did you stop yourself from using that power to physically attack your dad because there must one, have been times when you've wanted one to day, absolutely beat him he's a very sneaky brother uh, sorry he's a very sneaky person just like his fucking brother he's a sneak and all who's in the army and yeah, he's yeah. one of these people who who, uh, who thinks he's hard as nails uh, things and all but he's he's another one who they sent letters uh, well I got a letter through the post not long ago uh, and I knew straight away, as soon as they opened it and said, good evening, uh, oh, good afternoon, Lisa. Well done on Darren being sober. And it was a letter saying that I've been uh, having all these different work, these women in, in the boxing team and things like that. Uh, you know, trying to, trying, to, trying to stick your knife in, trying to, trying to uh, I don't know, trying to, just trying, trying, to make, trying to split us up. And I knew from my dad, or my, my dad's brother, you know, made, made it all up. Uh, that was a bit... Uh, you know, Lisa, but Lisa, trust me. So how did you stop uh, yourself from going round at that time? And and because you you certainly you know, had to muscle park. by I've this on, point. I, you know, while, 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 while I went to took him to court, I've seen, it, I've seen him on the park, Alison, with his dog. And I just want to smash his fucking face in. But you know something? I've never done something like that. And even though he's this big, that big hard man, or he, he thinks he's a big hard man, he's not a big hard man. Big hard man don't do that to the kids. He's, yeah, he's a yeah. he's a funny, he's a he's a funny, and if he ever sees me, if, if, if that, that many times I want to smack him, even my friends said, "Why have you not smacked him on the park?" I'm a bigger man, and that look who's won, look who's in jail. You know what I mean? Uh, Absolutely. I, I'm not in jail. He's in jail. Um, but if, if it, it's like when he gets out, he might be getting out in August this year, uh, but he won't be able to come round here. I don't know if you'll know that, but he fucking will do soon. He won't be allowed round here. Uh, and I've already found out that my mum's been having a full conversation with him all this time, like I said yesterday. Yeah, we, you did, you know, yeah. Was it, that was heartbreaking. I knew, I knew that I couldn't trust her. I knew that I couldn't trust her, uh, you know, but the beatings, the, telling the time and saying, all right, I weren't a perfect kid, but who's going to be a perfect kid when you're being brought up like that? You know, yeah. but I, I never did. I, I wasn't, I think the one thing I've ever done, I got arrested, I got arrested, not arrested. Uh, years ago, there was a Tesco in Oldham where the police station is in Oldham, and and I mean some friends next to Soda Stream, uh, and and they all got caught. He must have battered me for two weeks. You know, every time he saw it, batted me and said, you know, I don't know anybody never complained or never no, no one ever ever knew because everyone know know when I, when I when this comes out, a lot of people say yeah, you know, uh, 
but he is where he is. Yeah, for, for he me, is, and, and you're where you are, one. which is much better yeah, than where you are. people, and, 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 and I'm sorry I got lost yesterday talking about the beatings because I have no feelings. And look, for my mum, like I said, I got filled up yesterday about talking about Sam's mum. I love my mum, but obviously she doesn't love me, does she? I mean, you, you know, whoever ever sits sits down or and listens to this, what woman stands next to, to someone who sexually abused her son? She's arranging to move to Blackpool with him. Yeah. You know, my, 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 brother, my brother's ex-girlfriend told us that she was speaking to her only last week to hear when he gets out, we're looking for property in Blackpool. Just shows you I walked away just at the right time. I should have never gone round, Alison. I should have never gone round, in the, you, know, in, you know, now. But... Well, you, 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 you did what you did, and, and I think that's key, what you said before. You're, you're the one that's now on top. You're the better person. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and their lives, their lives. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say they've ruined my life, not ruined my life. I probably if anything made me stronger, uh, if that's the word. Yeah, you know, you know, the drugs, you know, I've, got, I've gone through all that sexy booze. I've got, gone through all the drugs and the alcohol. I'm still here. I'm yeah, you've beaten it all. I'm still, you know, still, still alive, aren't I? You know. Yeah. But I had to, I had to tell you that because I forgot yesterday. No, I really appreciate you telling me that. That's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, that's really uh, good. So, so uh, what time are you off to Sheffield now? Uh, I'm off to Sheffield in five minutes. Well, the, the box will be in five minutes. Then we've got, a, we're gonna go up there. Did I tell you today that I'm, I'm meeting a lad that I used to box years ago? Yeah. Amir yeah, so Khan was it? I mean, yeah, I messaged him, and he's gonna be there. So we. Nice with Tim, I've not spoke to him for years. Uh, he's a lovely bloke and all, so yeah. hopefully we'll uh, come away with the win. Good, uh, you know, I'll tonight. be thinking of you. I hope you do. Right, well, thank you, Alison. Uh, no, th thank thanks you. for getting back to me as well. Yeah, all right, love. Thank you very all much right. indeed. Good luck tonight. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>